Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Luke Moore. Yeah, Luke was sitting in for Andy this afternoon and we were joined by the legendary Rodney Marsh. Lovely to meet him. Yeah. I've never met him before. Great to chat to him. Yeah, Great good stuff. guy. You'll hear a bit of Rodney's take on the, the Premier League next season. Uh, the World Peace Throwing Championships took place this weekend and, of course, we felt duty-bound to reflect on that. That was the highlight of my week already on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. Fantastic. And, look, we thought we'd play Don't Ask Me as well because um, Andy doesn't have much luck. We thought, you know, Luke might just um, drop on. So how did he do? Uh, here it all is. Hawksby and Luke Moore here on Talk Sport, mate. Welcome return to the Talk Sport studios. Of course, uh, a regular fixture here uh, back in the day. PBT for many years. Uh, Rodney was alongside <laughs> him uh, presenting uh, Drive. It is Rodney Marsh, former QPR and uh, City man. Good afternoon, Rod. Good to see you. Hello, boys. Good to see you. Yeah, uh, you're see having you. a few days back in uh, uh, Blighty. You, you live in the States, of course, these yeah, days. Yeah, I live in the States. So 21 days back here and I'm uh, going to do some stuff with QPR, raising money for Stan Bowles yeah. and others. Mm. Stan, Stan's uh, got a bit of... Uh, medical problems and uh so we're raising money for him and uh and then i'm going to go on and uh this saturday i'm going to go to uh, fulham oh well, uh, fantastic yeah, yeah back to my old stomping ground at fulham i started it all started there for me at 16 yeah yeah so back at fulham this uh, saturday against blackburn Oh, that'd be great. Gonna go on the pitch you're, oh, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to go on the pitch and never yeah, chat. Wait to the crowd and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. The, uh, forever, forever Fulham, they call it now. The Forever Fulham club now. Oh, really? Oh, really? The, the tough start for them at the weekend, but QPR, I mean, the, the second QPR goal has gone viral. Have you seen it? I haven't done it. Sensational goal. Brilliant team goal. Sensational goal. Oh, I have seen it. Of course I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to ask the goalkeeper at some point, and if he's listening to the show, please call in the show. Did you actually mean that pass? Yeah. It's a midfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was Glenn Hoddle at his finest. Yeah, it he's, was, he's yeah. clipped this lovely little 25-yard pass straight down the middle of the pitch. Beautiful They're all doing goal. it now, goalkeeper. You've seen some of the passes Edison makes. It's unbelievable. Oh, that's true yeah. as It's well. unreal. Yeah, yeah. It is, honestly. Let's start with that kit, Rodney. We were just saying outside, that, that lovely City kit was a sort of throwback almost of the era yeah. that you wore. It was, it, was, it was just beautiful, wasn't it? They told me it's actually a 70s shirt. Just, just a redesign with the original colour, which is a slightly different colour than the, the one It is, wear. yeah. It's, it's more that of a deep... Prop, yeah, yeah, that exactly. City blue that I remember as a kid, you exactly, know, when they wore yeah. it then. It, it's, it looked fantastic. So many people have written to me in the last 24 hours saying they should use those colours all the time. And yeah, go, you know, I go know. Back to those colours, but there you go. It was just a one-off, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Now, off the game, it's interesting. I mean, I think the, we all come away from it feeling that uh, it's it's going to be those two again. It's it's quite difficult to look at any anything else the other teams around them have done so far. There's still a few days left of the window yeah. to suggest that they're not going to dominate again. Hard to argue. Hmm. Um, 
I happen to think, I, I, I tend to disagree with mo most people that are saying Man City are going to, you know, do it again. Um, they, they could, but what I think, Paul, I think it's going to come down to, it's just my judgment in my opinion, I think it's going to come down to which manager out of Pep Guardiola and Jurgen Klopp can handle the situation when they have a few things go wrong with, like mm. um, a big player injury or mm. a suspension or something go, you know, something like whoever handles their squad better, I think will, I think they'll win it, <laughs> and it could easily be, by the way. It could easily be Liverpool, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. Well, how, how difficult do you think it will be to, to lift that Liverpool side again for this season? Because they've gone through last season win, losing just one game. I mean, 97 points, I think. I was near yesterday with, with someone who said... Yeah, 97-98, um, that's yeah. right, for the Champions, yeah. Yeah, and he said that um, in 117 of 120 years of top-flight English football, that would have been enough to win the league. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, obviously, last season. Is it going to be difficult for them to reset and lift themselves again? No. And I'll tell you why. I think they've got the most energetic, most enthusiastic manager in the world. Yeah. I love Jurgen Klopp. I love everything about him. Mm. I love his attitude to the game. I love his attitude to his players. Um, and even when he got that... Uh, did he get banned or, or fined last year when he ran on the field? Yeah, in the, he got yeah. a fine, yeah. He got yeah. a fine. Mm. I, no, I love that. I mm. love that. So... I don't think it'd be. I don't think it'd be difficult for Liverpool to to. And they've got great players as well. And, mm. and that always um, helps, doesn't it? I I just have this sneaky feeling that if all the ducks fall in a row, I think Liverpool are going to win it this year. Really? Well, they, I what. mean, they've, they've, you saw Oxlade Chamberlain come back uh, as well. They've they've got a couple of couple of old faces in there that that you kind of feel are going to have good seasons. I mean, he's he's almost like a new player to them, isn't he? Really? Yeah, he's like having a new signing. Yeah. What's what's interesting again when you look at the the overall squad of players, they don't have a weak player anywhere. No. Mm. You know, you look at Arsenal. You look at Spurs. Yeah. You even look at Chelsea. You know, you could pick out players and well, hang on a minute. You know, mm. we need to strengthen there, or we need to. Mm. And can we carry Mesut Özil for another season and things like that? When you look at Liverpool. You think, well, mm. yeah. no European champions, yeah. you know, and, so. the, and the yeah. European champions. Yeah. Yeah. No, no weaknesses for me. Liverpool. Don't. Now, hang on. If they have three or four problems with injuries, and then you have to start shuffling people around, mm. um, and Virgil Van Dijk has to miss five or six games, then you might not be saying the same thing. I, I wonder if Manchester City are a little bit short at centre back. You know, I mean, they're yeah, they into could the be. Season with with just Otamendi, um, Laporte, and Stones, of course. Yeah, they could That's, be. I wonder. I mean, not much has been made of that, but is that is that a great shape to be in going into the season? I don't think so. No, I, w I would want another central defender if I if I was Man City. Mm. I think at some point they wanted Harry Maguire. Yeah, which in itself, I mean, I don't understand that deal at all. That is one of the silliest things I've ever seen. Manchester United are one of the biggest brands in the world, one of the biggest teams in the world, and it's taken five five weeks to do this deal. Mm -hmm. And they get actually the original deal was for eighty million, I understand. It's now eighty five million and it's done at eighty five million. Why didn't they do that five weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, and, yeah. And all the pre season, don't get it being. Yeah. yeah. I just I think that's that's probably gonna be a, that is a frustration for someone like Maurizio Pochettino that he'd ideally like players in that he could work with. If they do get at the Chelsea this week or they get Fernandes this week or even Sessegnon that's players that he proved with more he doesn't like throwing them straight in he likes to get them up to his level of match fitness so that could be a month before you see those a month of the season it's gone frustrating you've not bedded those players in well Spurs yeah. fans are not going to want to hear this but um, I think Pochettino is going to leave Spurs what? sooner rather than later I don't think Pochettino is going to last out this year I think Pochettino will end up at Real Madrid within a year. 
Because you think they'll make that change. You think Zidane will blow up and then they'll uh, be looking for someone. And if he's not happy at Tottenham or it's not gone his way or he's not got the players he wants, he'll, he'll go. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. However, I've got to add to that and say that on my show in America, we have a show called Grumpy Pundits in America. Your yeah. listeners won't know this, but and it goes out every day. Well, a, a few weeks ago, we had uh, Ramon Calderon, yeah. Oh, yeah. who's the president of uh, ex-president of, of, uh, of Real Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. He said, they don't accept failure. Real Madrid, doesn't matter who it is, yeah. how big you are, you know, if they go three or four games and lose, Zinedine Zidane could be out. And that's when I think Pochettino will be next in line. Mm-hmm. That's only my opinion. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Rodney Marsh is with us in the studio on a visit back to the UK and um, having established, you think, uh, City could have... Uh, sorry, Tottenham could have issues with their manager uh, and City and Liverpool are going to be the main challenges once again. Yeah. What about Manchester United and this Maguire deal then, Rod? Do you think that's going to be a game-changer for them? What do you expect of them this season? No, uh, I don't think it's going to be a game-changer. I think uh, Manchester United are going to struggle again to, to finish top four, in my opinion. Um, I don't see how a centre-half is going to turn around your season. Uh, fantastic player, but he's not going to turn around and make it all great. I mean, that's going to take time. I still think the biggest problem with Manchester United is how do you get the best out of Paul Pogba? Mm. Because Paul Pogba is a great, in my opinion, is a great footballer. Mm. He's a tremendous footballer. But there's games last year, I see him you know, sort of walking, not happy, walking around, bulldog chewing a wasp in his face and all that. yeah. yeah. Got the ump, and and uh, how do you get him to play a, a complete season? So, uh, do, do you think that's that, um, a problem? Do you think I don't know if Solskjaer knows what his best team is though? That's the problem I think. When, when we saw Pogba really excel the summer before last in the World Cup, and he had a good solid midfield, he had Matuidi and, and Kante behind him doing all his work. Yeah. In, in United, they seem to chop and change an awful lot. I mean, I'm looking at it now. It looks like they used eight or nine different formations last season. You know, which is not going to help a, a creative player like that, is it? Well, to be no, it's not. But to be fair to Oli uh, Gunnar Solskjaer. He tried different systems in in the, in America uh, hmm. in in you know in, in preseason things right. like in these preseason games. How have they looked preseason, Rod? Sorry, how have they looked preseason? Um, well, there's one player that's come out of the pre. Uh, f- uh, forgive me, I, I apologise. I don't know his first name. The boy Greenwood, oh, the Mason young kid Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah, 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 Mason Greenwood. Mason, yeah. excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I apologise yeah. for that. Mason Greenwood, hmm. who has looked nothing short. He's, he's like 18, I think. Mm. Nothing short of sensational. He's really? a sensational kid. Um, so they, they look good at times, and mm. other times they look ordinary. But but you see, when you bring in a, a, a central defender, how many days preparation they got before the first game? The first game is against Chelsea. Yeah, massive, massive game. I mean, the Premier League now is, in my opinion, is the biggest and best league in the world. That's just that's just me, right? Mm. Opening game, Manchester United against Chelsea. Uh, Maguire would have trained at the most three days with the team in mm. terms of organisational. Yeah. You know, new goal. You know, the uh, new new central defender in front of the goalkeeper, yep. who didn't have the best year last year as mm. well. So all those little things have to take time, don't they? Yeah. So is it, you, you think it might be a bit of a slow start for them? I do. Yeah, I do. And you know, just imagine Frank Lampard's Chelsea. Frank Lampard, I think, is is just brilliant. I, I love the fact that he signed for Chelsea. Mm. They go and beat Manchester United on opening day. Mm. Harry Maguire's debut, if it is. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so what about Chelsea, Rodney? I mean, what do you? They've got the, the transfer ban in place. He's having to work with what he's got. But I mean, what yeah. he's got is pretty good, barring Hazard going. They've still got a pretty strong squad, and he's 
A couple know, of things surprised me, Paul. A yeah. couple of things that surprised me, uh, and that is uh, I got something completely wrong because uh, Christian Pulisic, yeah. uh, the American lad, mm. who we cover in America all the time. Mm. You know, most days somebody calls in our show. He's uh, a superstar, isn't he? He is yeah. a superstar, yeah. yeah. And I said, I said last year when he signed, I think it's January he signed. I said, "There's no way that uh, Christian Pulisic is going to start for Chelsea. I don't see him getting there." Well, and I said, "And he certainly won't going to be take the place of Eden Hazard." Well, guess what? Frank Lampard's put him on the left hand side. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's playing in the place that Hazard played. He's been terrific in preseason. Scored two goals last week. Yeah, it's probably going to start in the opening game against Manchester United. What was what was it about him? Then you you didn't think he was going to hold down the place. Well, he starts on the right hand side mm-hmm. uh, for uh, Dortmund. Yeah, okay, that's the way he played. And uh, Jadon Sancho came in. Knocked him off his perch, and he was kind of a, a, a backup player mm. at, at Dortmund. I didn't see him going straight into the team pool, um, but obviously uh, Frank Lampard sees it different. And that's why he's managing Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can they can they get top four? You think? Despite I the do, band? yeah, 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 I do. The third but, last year, of course, uh, they? yeah, um, I, I do. Um, the thing the thing about it is, it, uh, this is always a great question: is Manchester United, uh, Arsenal, or Chelsea? Of those three, okay, because mm. somebody's going to miss out because Spurs will be there. You think they will be Spurs, yeah? I, I, despite what you no, said, I don't, yeah, no, you I do think, think Spurs yeah, will be. Yeah, yeah. I thought, well, Harry Kane is, is one of the best uh, strikers in in Europe. Mm. Um, they, they've got a good team. They've got overall good team. I've seen them in pre-season. Paul, you've probably seen yeah, some yeah. games. They were terrific in pre-season. Yeah, they're, really, they're really good. Sharp. They've got Lucas Moura as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so and Son of course. So mm-hmm. they've got a terrific team. I understand Deli Ali's got a bit of a hamstring. Paul, yeah, he's going to miss the first couple of weeks. Probably yeah, miss the first. But I think I think um, I think Spurs will be there. Obviously, Man City, Liverpool, Spurs, and it's that fourth place. I think. Um, where you go, Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, hmm. and that, that's going to be a bit of a dogfight this year. What about the, the business Arsenal have done then? They've brought Nicolas Pepe in. He's highly rated, and uh, they've, well, they've got Nketiah. They've got another good young player. You talk about Mason Greenwood. Nketiah has been good pre-season. Looks true, yeah, true. Yeah. I saw him score his three goals. I saw mm. all the three goals, and, and looks very lively, good, very mobile. Um, the thing about Arsenal is, and, and I'm sorry, Arsenal fans, you're probably driving in your car now. Your taxi drivers are saying Rodney's on the radio again on Talksport. He's having a go. At, I'm not having a go at Arsenal. <laughs> I just don't think you can motivate Meza Özil. Mm. It's impossible to motivate Meza Özil. Fantastic player, great skill, but you just can't, get, you know, light a fire under him. Yeah. You know, he, and I don't know why that is, but he's a fantastic player that don't perform. Would you, would you make of their defensive issues as well, Rod? Well, I mean, the Koscielny thing. When I saw the Koscielny thing, I thought, what are you talking about, son? Yeah. Going on strike to, because yeah. you want to get, you know, and the, they've got problems at the back anyway. And, and uh, no, I think Arsenal should be looking at uh, central defenders and yeah. they're looking at well, <laughs> midfield players and forward players. You, you look at the three players Arsenal were linked with. I mean, it's Wilfred Zaha, Nicolas Pepe, and now there's, there's, there's also links of Philip Coutinho now. Yeah. None of those can play centre back, which is basically what they need. I think. Yeah. I think the Philip Coutinho one is the old story from the old newspaper. Red tops uh, back in the day when they said the uh, London bus has been found under the Antarctic. I think that's what. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Philip Coutinho story. <laughs> so, what of some of the other teams that might push those teams you've already mentioned? Because Everton have, uh, have spent pretty well. They've done, they've done some good business for all the Everton fans out there that hate me. <laughs> I got, I got to tell you, folks, and I'm on Twitter all the time with you know. I got to tell you, Everton have signed one of the best young players around. Yeah, 
Moise Ken. Yeah. I've seen him play for Italy. I've seen mm. him play uh, for Juventus. Mm. I saw his debut when he came on a sub against Udinese. Mm. And every time I've seen him, guys, he looks sensational. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's lightning quick. He's a big boy. Mm. Controls the ball. Got lovely skills. Can score goals. Mm. Um, probably can do a lot better than Everton. Yeah. But there you go. Bit of but, a snip in this market as well. Very, very cheap. Oh, sensational. Yeah. They, they, and all the Everton fans come on and said, what do you mean, what do you mean? Because uh, I thought they'd have a snatchback. You know, yeah, you mentioned the, yeah. the, 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 the deal. I thought they would have. But apparently there's no snatchback deal. Right. Wow. So he's an Everton player for 29 million. Hmm. He's going to be, in, in three years' time, he's going to be worth, you heard it here, folks, uh, first folks here on uh, TalkSport, Moise Ken is going to be worth £100 million within, within a two or three years. In my view, wow. do you think wow. he's going to make that bigger difference to them? Do you think? Can well, they kind the of push trouble on? is he's playing for a, t- a team that's not a top team. Hmm. If he would have gone to an elite club, it would have been different. But um, and we don't know how he's going to adjust to playing in the Premier League, Paul, because that's yeah. another problem. But it, he is a uh, wonderful player. Wonderful, though, wonderful player. It suggests he will. He, I, I think he will. I've, I've seen him. I think he'll be fine. I yeah. think he will. I think he will because because the physical side of anger upset him. You yeah, know, he's, mm. he plays for Italy. Um, he scored two goals for Italy. I think it's in three games. Mm. Uh, he's only nineteen. I, th- I think he's a tremendous signing by Everton. I think the only question mark is probably the type of role he's going to have to play because he's used to coming off the bench, isn't he? He's used to coming off and, and affecting the game off the bench. But Everton might have to rely on him a little bit more than that, and he might have to start. Well, he has started as well. He yeah. has started for eventually. He started for for Italy as well. Yeah. Problem being is when he plays for Italy, he starts on the right hand side, like Messi plays for. Uh, Barcelona and Argentina yeah. he starts on that right hand side and comes in mid but he's a terrific player mm-hmm. and it would be if there's one player to look for this year we don't know how he's going to play and adjust to the Premier League mm-hmm. if there's one player I would say take a look at this year you know fans out there it's Moise Ken he's yeah. the one to keep an eye on yeah. so, uh, you're, so you're still out in the States Rodney you have your, your, your daily radio show don't yeah. you on Grumpy Sirius. pundits yes Tom yeah, yeah, yeah. and me do it yeah, you're yeah. not that grumpy to me you're alright yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I'm on your show that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I th- when I first came in I thought I was going to a Bible programme <laughs> Luke and Paul I, was <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I thought Matthew, Matthew and Mark were yeah. yeah. <laughs> well lovely to see you Rodney as always so if people are over in the States they listen to you on Sirius and you do it with them Tommy Smith. Tommy Smith as Tommy well, Smith. Yeah, yeah. Not the Tommy Smith, the player, the old no, no. Irish guy, Tommy Smith. And, yeah. and Tom Rennie and I do it two days a week. So. Great, fantastic. Well, lovely to great see you, Rodney. You. Thanks a lot, boys. Catch up with you soon. Okay. Yeah. Great Cheers. Rodney Marsh there. It's Paul Hawksby and Andy. And yeah, catch him at Fulham. If you go to the Fulham game this weekend, Rodney will be on the pitch uh, during the match. Or, no, sorry, maybe during the match. Maybe at half time. <laughs> no, who knows? You might get 10 minutes. You never yeah. know. You saw him last weekend. You might get a game. I tell you what, <laughs> there was a drive versus breakfast game and where we used to be. And. Uh, Rodney, well, what were you then? You were probably a sort of uh, mid-60s and they couldn't get near you. I've never seen anybody shield a ball like it in my life. Wow. No one could get, a, chal- no one could get a challenge in on him. I've got a great big bum, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> the old Kenny Dogleash backside. Yeah. Yeah, he still had it, certainly. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Just joining us, Australia have won the first test uh, at Edgbaston by 251 runs. Chris Wokes had a bit of a rear guard, but pretty sorry stuff, really. Uh, never in doubt. Once those uh, early wickets fell, we'll catch up with John Norman uh, back at Edgbaston for a more considered take on what's gone on and what it means for England for the rest of the series. And uh, Andy Jacobs back off his long run. Uh, tomorrow <laughs> at one. The good news is we can all stop doing our rain dances and have a bit of yeah. a rest. Do you want it? That would have been a joy, wouldn't it? If the old skies, had, the old light meters out, but it was, <laughs> it was not to be. Anyway, uh, the World Peace Throwing Championships took place this weekend. Uh, for those of you that I'd be surprised, uh, don't understand how it works. The laws, or are they rules? Uh, let's find out now, um, because uh, we're going to be talk- talking to Paul the P. Paul Resson joins us now. Good afternoon, Paul. Hi, Paul. How you doing? You all right, guys? Yeah, we're good, thanks. I understand you're one of the organisers of the event, is that right? I Well, yeah, I'm the landlord of the Lewis Arms where we uh, sort of hold it each year. I, I mean, it's been going long before I, I started there. Yeah. Um, I think it's about the 80s. I think it started when one of the regulars dropped a bag of frozen peas on the floor and they uh, spilled everywhere, so everyone decided to sort of uh, have an impromptu peace-throwing competition outside in the street and it sort of evolved from there, a really. Legend, a legend was born. Isn't it great that a, a fantastic sporting event like this starts with an accident with a packet of peas? Humble beginnings, Paul. Yeah, Humble right. beginnings. So the Lewis Arms looks like a lovely pub, by the way. I was looking it up earlier. Good on you. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Yeah. so how, how, how does it work? What are, what, what are the experts? How, how far are you expected to throw one? Well, I mean, it's... it's I mean, the rules are pretty... I mean, the rules are pretty straightforward. <laughs> There's a chalk line. You stand behind the line. And you throw the pee as right. far as you can get it. Um, underarm, overarm doesn't really matter. I think the current record in my time is 44 meters, um, which That's is quite really a throw. Mm. Yeah, I mean the guy that did it was a navy diver, um, so he's probably uh, 
Paul, pretty Paul, good shape. Straight away, I'm thinking if I'm going to be involved in this, I'm looking for the heaviest pea I can find. Straight <laughs> no. away, because I want to get as much purchase Where'd as possible. Where you find a heavy pea? Well, you go through you the bag can't... and you're looking for the biggest pea. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we get a lot of people wanting to bring their own peas. No, you can't. Um, that's, that's a mockery no, of it. You can't do we've, that. We've caught people switching out with a sort of a, a wasabi pea, oh, which wow. is a heavier. Yeah, I'd but get no, a ball we, bearing. We, we if I was going to cheat, Paul, I'd get a ball bearing and I'd paint it green. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what's the point of cheating? <laughs> we're, we're wise to all oh, of yeah. It's glory a reason. It's, are they frozen, Paul? They're semi-defrosted. There's a there's a sweet spot between being frozen and being defrosted that we try to go for. Okay. <laughs> okay. Surely you'd want it as frozen as possible because it'll be heavier. Yeah, it would be. So. It would be. But I don't know why we do it like that. But that's how we do it. That, the 44 meter one was that. Was that? Frozen, or was that in this kind of sort of semi-frozen state? Uh, which it would just be outlined? in that semi-frozen state. Okay. Paul, is there anything in the rules which says I can't grab a whole handful of peas and throw them all and take the furthest one? Well, got what some... we do is because you get a lot of purchase then. Everybody, I mean, everybody gets three. We do heat, so there's a round for kids, mm. and then there's a male and female round. Everyone gets three throws, and we pick the longest one. Is how we do it. Um, Depending, I mean, some years, if the wind's behind you, it helps. Um, you know, there's a few sort of em- environmental factors, yeah. such as yeah. the wind, that will have an effect or if it's, you know, if it's raining. Does but yeah, no, 44 is the longest and, I've ever seen. And does it take, I mean, it's presumably you're throwing onto some sort of grassy area. Does it take where the pea hits the ground or where it ends up? Where it ends up. We do it on okay. the lane just outside the pub. Right. So oh, okay. Mac. Oh, okay, fine, um, fine, fine. What we usually do is uh, there's usually some some kids that are sort of the pea spotters. Mm. So what they do is they will they will spot where it uh, lands and do, then do they get measure some, it from there. Do they get paid in sort of peas for their trouble or? Yeah, you want to pay uh, kids they do, we, in we've got that with some pea-based <laughs> food. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna eat those. The um, so what you you said any technique will do under armour, over armour. I think what's the, what's the most successful technique? The the, the record. Uh, how was the the forty four meters arrived at? What was the technique? He then? did it over arm. Right. Um, hmm. But yeah, the the competition we had yesterday, it seemed to be whether it was the wind or whatever. It seemed to be underarm techniques seemed to do the best. Um, I think it's sort of strong and low seems to be the best way to get distance. I think if you throw it high in the air, it doesn't seem to do much. It just seems to go straight up and come back down. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, strong and low seems to work the best. Who, who was the winner uh, this year, Paul? Well, it was somebody involved in actually running the competition. Um, but there was no bias there at all. Right. He just happened to throw it the furthest. He was our master of ceremonies, Andrew. Oh. Um, he ended up winning it. And what do you win? <laughs> you win eternal glory, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you're crowned as the uh, annual Lewis Psalms peace-throwing champion, which, uh, and also there's a, a very old trophy that somebody made mm. um, that sits in the pub, which is a golden hand clenching a pea. And they presumably win your very best wishes as well, do they? Sorry, say that again? They win your very best wishes as well, do they? Oh, of course. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. That's the main thing. <laughs> okay, well, look, good to talk to you. Paul, thank you very much for filling us Pleasure. in. Pleasure. Thank you. Well, pea-frying championships here. Scott in Harrogate says, any way I could download an audible summary of that event, I'd like to hear a podcast. I'll very clear nice. off, Scott. <laughs> I didn't expect it. When I woke up this morning, I didn't expect to be talking to a man called Paul the P. Paul the P, yeah, yeah. Um, Congratulations to the winner who was kind of on the payroll. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me to leave it out.
we thought we'd give Luke a try. So <laughs> let's do that. I mean, you, you did. You heard some of the shows last yeah, did, week. Yeah, you yeah. might I'm, just drop on. You might get. I'm lucky. a keen listener, mate. And he never gets five out of five. Maybe this is the day. It's, yeah. like it's unlikely. I'll give but it a we'll try. Yeah, okay, yeah. we spoke to Bob Bubka last uh, Monday because a great, legendary old golfer called it a day. Oh can yes, you, can you remember it? I was? heard this. It was Tom Watson, wasn't it? It was Tom Watson. Yeah, oi, oi. Oi, oi. Oi. I saw that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we spoke to Lindy Rogers. She was a world championship in a fairly unusual sport. Um, <laughs> Andy's going to be fuming because I heard this as well. Did you? What was it? <laughs> it was the world net eating championship. It was. <laughs> Blimey, this is a bit worrying. Um, Dominic Holland, comedian, uh, Spider-Man's dad. He joined us as well. He's written a new book. Uh, now I want to know what the title of the book is. That's quite difficult. It's not. But it's um, quite a different sort of. Yeah, it's of, not. Uh, is it I Gabriel? It is I Gabriel. Yeah. Yes, oh, it I, is. Well done, Spider Man. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that for ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Am I three out of three? <laughs> we spoke. You are. We spoke yeah. to Susie McCabe, uh, Scottish uh, comedian, uh, the other day. She talked football. Mm. Can you? Do you know which team she supports? I'm gonna. I'm gonna guess this one. Yeah. Oh blimey. Okay. It's one or two. I'm gonna go Celtic. It is so Oh <laughs> my days. So, um, on Friday, we spoke to a guy called David Pomfrey. He's the chairman of a football club who uh, uh, was they were, they, the referee didn't turn up for their match and um, and he didn't have a whistle. So they yeah, had to I've, use I've a harmonica. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to kill me because I think I actually know this as well. Well, whereabouts in which, which Essex village? Yeah. In which Essex village uh, did this team play? I read the story and I heard the section. I think it was Tiptree. It was Tiptree! <laughs> oh, oh. It was Say, I'm back for the book club tomorrow, he's going to kill me. Jacob sat here for about six years and has only once got oh, five dear, out of five oh, and I think that was hooky and you've done it, Luke. Well, what can I say? Got lucky. It'll be absolutely, what about that and the cricket? It'll be going mad I mean, tomorrow. He's literally not going to let me in the studio tomorrow. It's what's going to happen? You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on TalkSport. Wow, yeah, well, well done, Luke. That and if you're listening, impressive. I apologise profusely, and yeah. please do still be my friend. You were just, you know, it just... I think you Sometimes just got a bit the questions lucky. fall for you, Yeah, they, they do. do. I know? think that's almost and certainly uh, what happened. As someone said to me before, there's no such thing as a hard or easy question, just the ones you know and the ones you don't. That's true. I'll try and say that to Andy, but uh, it was, it, you'd be in no mood today after the cricket <laughs> as well. <laughs> no. So Anyway, he's back tomorrow, sticking it to the England cricket team, no doubt. Uh, have a fine evening. Thank you, Luke. Thank See you. Soon. Thanks for having me. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 